Well, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. To all of our listeners in the United States of America, wherever you are, whatever state you're residing in, I welcome you. And to all of our listeners in every other country on the globe, I'm just so honored still to have you. Every week I tell you that I'm honored and I just want to take just a brief second and and say that I'm really honored to have you listening in the various countries of the world. Welcome every one of you to Marriage and Family Clinic in Southern Virginia, Northeastern North Carolina. We're coming to you on WGPL 1350, WPCE 1400. Those are on your AM dial. And you can find us on WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also dial into the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. And as always, if you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, any other segment in the Marriage and Family Clinic series, you can always find the podcast simply by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. That's right. You can search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And some of you may have that little purple podcast player on your smart device. Click on it. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. And we hope to help you identify what makes you tick in that relationship. (laughs) Something is moving you. Something is messing with you. Something is motivating you. Something is churning and burning and turning on the inside. We want to give you some tools to help you lock into what that is and thereby help you to repair, to grow, and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. All right. Now, today... Uh, We're going to be really blessed. I feel like this is going to be a special broadcast. I've got another special guest with me. As you can tell, I'm I'm here in Japan for a while, and I'm pulling out uh, all the stops. I'm reaching out to a bunch of special folks that I know and love here in Japan, and some folks that I know that are going to help me give you some good stuff. And so today's program is no different. I have with me a dear, dear sister who saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, Got a mind to run on to see what the end is going to be. And got a mind full of knowledge and intelligence also. And a big old heart that wants to share it with God's people everywhere. And so I'm just so glad today to have with me uh, Sister Esther Robinson. God bless you, Sister Robinson. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bishop. Praise the Lord. Thank you for honoring me just by being here. I'm excited already. Yeah. I feel the energy. <laughs> I feel the passion. So I'm happy to yeah. be here. Thank you very much. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. What a sweet voice that is. It's, it's just going to be great. I know it is. And uh, I brought Sister Robinson in because I want to talk about uh, education. Want to talk about education? Now that's really broad, so we're going to narrow that down some. We're going to narrow that focus, and and we're going to look at, or we're going to begin to look at, because I've got this strange feeling. I've got this strange unction. <laughs> we're going to run out of time before we run out of material. <laughs> no. well. But we want to we want to narrow this focus some and talk about early childhood education. All right. We're going to narrow this down and talk about early childhood education. And, and Sister Esther, just so folks can understand why I brought you in, tell us a little bit about what you do in your profession. In my profession, and I'm the director at Kadena's Child Development Center, 
We care for children from six weeks, little bitty things, six weeks of age all the way up to uh, five years of age, getting them ready for kindergarten, going off to, we call it the big school. <laughs> but we have children uh, from six weeks, as I said, to one year of age in one classroom, which is broken down into four individual infant classrooms. Then we have four individual pre-toddler classrooms. That's children 12 mm. months of age to two years of age. Then we have four classrooms that break children down from uh, two years of age to three. And then we got the big boys. Mm. We have three, four, and five-year-olds <laughs> together, and we have four classrooms. So wow. we have a large, large program, which I'm happy because we're serving the military, contractors, mm -hmm. and civilians. So many children are in our program, but the main thing about early childhood education is trying to recognize what a child mm -hmm. needs, mm -hmm. meet their needs on an individual basis, wow. help them to understand how to work together, respect the cultures mm -hmm. and the diversity of cultures in the program, but with the main focus is growing every individual child to wow. be ready to go to kindergarten. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. Now, I, I want to give some framing. I want to add some framing and some perspective to this. Uh, you heard Sister Esther say that uh, she works, uh, she directs the Child Care Center on Kadena Air Base. Kadena Air Base is the largest uh, United States Air Force base outside of the United States in the Pacific. Uh, we're located in Japan. And this is a military base. Yes. And so every military base has a child care center, at least one child care center. True. And they are not short on customers whatsoever. They are <laughs> no, not sir. short. As a matter of fact, they usually maintain long waiting lists. Now, the important thing, the thing that I really want to say to frame this is that uh, these children are going to spend no less than eight hours a day in this center, and usually somewhere around 10. Yes. So these children are going to spend more time with the caregivers in these centers than they do with their own parents. Correct. And I mean this quite literally. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, and, and because you've got some military folks, the military members have their military jobs to do, and the other spouses to provide some sort of a life for themselves outside of the home, they're going to be working jobs also. And so, yeah, these children are going to be spending the average of nine, ten hours a day. Yes. So, and the prime time of the day is going to be here at these child care centers. And by the time they get home at 5 o'clock in the evening or so, let's say they get home somewhere around 5 o'clock in the evening, and now we've got to hurry up and hopefully get some homework done, get some dinner done, get the children bathed, and it's bedtime already. Correct. For the smart ones, anyhow. <laughs> it's bedtime already. Yes. And so I just wanted to give you, I just wanted to give you some uh, perspective and kind of frame that uh, a little bit so you can know where we're coming from. But with that said, Sister Esther, uh, uh, now we're dealing with early childhood education. Uh, how important is 
your, are your activities there in that center? And I mentioned, I heard you mention that you're getting them ready for kindergarten. I mean, and to the untrained ear or, or to the layman listening to that, you, they may be thinking, getting them ready for kindergarten, what are you doing? Sure. Teaching them to cut paper with scissors? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of skills are you really uh, instilling in children at that young of an age? Well, actually, and uh, Bishop, uh, I have to share with you just briefly, my mom came to visit, mm. and I was really proud to go show her where I work and what I do, and especially the children. She yep. always talks about the little ones. And I showed, took her into a pre-toddler room, which is children ages one year to two years of age. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting at these little, look like microscopic tables. Yeah. I mean, and their feet, are, <laughs> the chairs are so small, they're touching the floor. And she was like, I never thought. So this is early child education. Uh -huh. They're sitting at tables. They've got their own crayons. they got their own paper, uh -huh. even though they're scribbling. Uh -huh. They're just more making circles up and down, mm. whatever. But they are actively engaging their mind. Mm. They're learning how to hold a pen, a utensil. Right. And in this case, we have giant crayons because yeah. if you're a little baby. You don't know nothing about no yeah. ink pen or no <laughs> pencil. And we don't want you to have those because yeah. you might do something damaging. But we, she got to see the children actively engaged. <clears throat> and then she stuck around for a while. And she got to see how they actually poured their little tiny baby pictures how they pour their own milk oh wow i mean we do so much to uh -huh. educate at such a oh, young level wow. so it's not just it's, that is awesome. it's learning through play that is awesome and i'll segue to come all the way up now because we have a new curriculum uh -huh. that was in, uh, initiated and introduced to us about a year and a half ago. Uh -huh. They actually sent me to Purdue in Ohio to actual university to understand wow. how this curriculum is supposed to be implemented to our babies. Yeah. And it's called ELM, Early Learning Matters. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. now, even in a six-week uh -huh. to one-year-old classroom, the very youngest children, they have their curriculum. They have history. <laughs> they have science. Oh, stop it. They have math. <laughs> yes, because we're realizing, especially in the States yeah. as a whole, mm -hmm. our children are being left behind. Yeah. Many countries preparing their children to yeah. uh, actively use their mind. Yeah. We tend to get caught up in play. Yeah. Uh, online. And, and before you go there, you know, I, I just got to get this off of me because you, you struck a chord in me. You struck a chord in me. And early on in your, your comments there, what I understood you to be saying is that we need to expand our definition and vision of education. Yes. We, we need to spend, because, and, and what I hear you saying, you said, pour the picture, handle the big crayon, sit at the table, work the chair. These are everyday things. Mm -hmm. So any time that we're getting the child to handle themselves in their environment, that's a type of education. Yes, yes. 
And even though we had for years, and I love the curriculum, uh -huh. um, creative curriculum. Yeah. Creative curriculum is where the child learned through play. Yeah. So you had to design activities. It could be hopscotch. It could be uh, something as simple as reading a story and then say, draw me a picture about what happened first. Yeah. So yeah. it could be scribbles. And you're saying, so what does that mean? Well, because the man opened the door first. Yeah. Okay. That's what happened yeah, first. Because... <laughs> But they're now thinking, mm -hmm. and, and what happened second, and what happened third. Right. But they're learning through play. Right. And right. they decided that that wasn't enough. Yeah. So in comes now after, man, I've been in the business 27 years, I'll oh, say wow. 25, and now in comes early learning matters. Because uh -huh. I'm like, how in the world are we going to teach social <laughs> studies to these babies? But social studies is important because we have Asians at our yeah. program. Yeah. We, and Asians are broken down, Filipino. Wow. You know, Japanese. Yeah. So, I mean, who are we talking about and learning wow. their language, which wow. we do. We have actual teachers that teach the children the words in, in Spanish, mm -hmm. in, in Japanese, mm -hmm. and in English. So when they say, and we do sign language, yeah. all the classes. Yeah. So we got a lot of learning going on at a very young age, but it's so important. Yeah. It's so important, as you said, and I said, pouring into them, uh -huh. pouring into them now. And the flip side of all this is mm -hmm. helping our parents mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm the vital importance because mm -hmm. parents are the first teachers. Mm -hmm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> they are the first teachers yeah. in trying to help our parents understand that a child is the most precious gift mm -hmm. that you can be blessed to have. Yeah. And understanding that that mm -hmm. child is born as a sponge. Mm -hmm. A mm -hmm. blank slate. One of uh, the great theorists from uh, my college years said, the child is born and they're a blank slate and what we write upon them as parents. Yeah. How do we, what do we imprint upon their mindset, upon yeah. their skills? How do we build them up to become achievers, yeah. to believe in themselves, yeah. to try? Absolutely. And I'm like, wow, Absolutely. wow, Absolutely. wow. Yeah. And so here we are now with Elm. Yeah. Early learning matters. Yeah, yeah. And now we got to figure out how to help the parents uh -huh. understand. Because the parents want to know. Yeah. I'm paying all this money. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I getting for it? But yeah. we got to put a pause in it and help the parents understand. They're yeah. the first teachers. Yeah. And, and I think that's very important because, and I've been around this, the uh, military for nearly 40 years now. And uh, I can tell you that a good number of those parents... They're just glad to have somewhere good and safe for their child to stay while they go to work. Yes. And they're not really, uh, uh, they're not really into the education of a two- or three-year-old or an infant. Again, they just want to have somewhere for their child to stay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But getting the parent to understand that learning happens, learning happens from the time the child comes into the world. Yes. Learning begins yes. when the doctor uh, spanks their little buttocks mm -hmm. and get the child learns. I better breathe. <laughs> I gotta breathe. I yes, gotta breathe. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so it, it, something else gets going, mm -hmm. and and uh, yeah, and so learning takes place uh, from the womb to the tomb. Yes, and that's and right. that, I think that's a good doctrine for parents to undertake. 
mm-hmm. and 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 you know, and I'm just thinking, man, you, you, you're stirring up so much in me. I'm trying to figure out which way to go here. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I remember in, let me say this, I remember in elementary school myself when uh, we learned to write, we had those big fat pencils. Yes, yes. We had the big fat pencils. They give the kids little number twos now, mm-hmm. but we wrote with the big fat pencils, and uh, I thought that was so funny. But, you know, and, and how, how can we get parents interested in early childhood education? I think that they probably, for the most part, uh, ideally speaking, or or in decent circumstances, I think we're placing a pretty good importance on maybe elementary and up. But mm-hmm. how do we get parents really to cognize yes. early childhood education that it's necessary, that mm-hmm. it's important? It's really a challenge, mm-hmm. and it's a challenge that we all face, and we understand, and we embrace, so much so that um, I have started uh, creating once a month, third mm-hmm. Thursday in the month, is uh, early um, education, parent education classes, mm. and it's lunchtime, so we serve lunch, Yeah, because, you know, you can get people through the food line, yeah. you know, you kind of get they're them. They're coming. Yeah. They're coming. So <laughs> we, we, we make sure we serve a nice meal, and we allow them in advance, we put out little surveys, what are you mm-hmm. interested in, what do you need, mm. what are you thinking about, or I may come up with one of my most famous, fun type of uh uh, educational moments we had when I asked the parents, mm-hmm. uh, what do you do when Johnny tells you no? Yeah. When you say, I need you to sit, and they say no. Mm-hmm. When you're shopping in the store and you say, don't touch that, we're not buying that today, and they take the whole shelf out yeah. because they can do it. And whether they're sitting in the cart or walking, they're going to touch because <laughs> that's what they do. They're yeah. explorers. They want to see. They want to feel. Yeah. And so then I ended up having parents that said, uh, when they came to the class, they said, well, what happens if your child says 35 no's in one hour? And I said, well, then that's a good question. We'll start right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we took it from uh, understanding first why they're saying mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. because sometimes they're, they're testing. Right, you right. Know, I, want to, I want to see, if I say no, because they, they said don't touch that, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, are, are there going to be consequences? Yeah. Is, something going, is there going to be a reaction? Yeah. And so we were able to invite the parents yeah. to come, and I call it Parenting 101A. Yeah. Start to learning. Start to understand the wow. child. And then we can get into the teaching. But if you don't have the patience and mm-hmm. the understanding that mm-hmm. somebody took some time with you, yeah, somebody yeah. did, maybe not as much as you would have liked, but somebody yeah. took some time with you, we have to do the same yeah. with the children. Wow. You know, Sister Esther, we're going to, uh, we're talking about these various topics. Yeah, I think we, I'm seeing now we're probably going to be doing a part two. Uh, <laughs> Because this is getting good. But now, and I want to cover something real quick. I want to cover something real quick. We're going to talk about several topics and, and several dynamics of early childhood education. And we're going to crisscross back and forth dealing with the privileged versus the non-privileged. Mm-hmm. And and I can tell you, and I know some people out there listening saying, yeah, you do that. That's in the military community. And I'll be honest with you all. These child care centers are professionally run. These are not just some people who decided I want to have a babysitting service. Uh, Sister Esther told you she's been in this 27 years. The government paid to send her to Purdue University for training. 
So this is, this is a privilege. And so I'm going to be upfront with you and let you know that this military, our military communities, it's a privileged community because the government says we have to take care of these families so we can get these military people uh, focused solely on their military missions. And so, but I know somebody's out there thinking, yeah, but you don't know my neighborhood. We don't have a center like that. It's taken all that I have just to make ends meet. And now you want me to be involved in early childhood education of my two-year-old and my three-year-old? It's enough education just to get him to sit still while I cook this meager meal. How do we get those folks turned on to education? Those folks who, who may be in an underprivileged neighborhood who are short on resources, who are short on health, and may not be that educated themselves. How do we get those parents uh, interested in education? I'm glad you asked, Bishop. Uh, and just for the record, we have a plethora, a large gathering of parents on Kadena that range from somewhat privileged, mm -hmm. you know, the colonel's child, yeah. down to the <laughs> A1C, Airman Basic, yeah. that maybe just got a high school education, but they mm -hmm. got two kids, and they're both under 20, mm -hmm. and they really don't quite understand, as we said a few minutes ago, the art of parenting. Mm -hmm. They got kids. They love them, but they, when they get home, they want them to take a bath, go to bed, yeah. feed them something, and that's it. Yeah. So now we got some parents, and that's why we're having these parent education classes. But I can tell you for the families that are home that don't have somewhat of a structure that we have, mm -hmm. you can still be an early childhood educator in your home. Mm -hmm. When you come home and you may be only having 30 minutes because mm -hmm. maybe you got to go to a nighttime job. Yeah. So you got to do what you got to do, make it happen, make right, it quick, right. and keep it rolling because this is keeping it real. This is where I live. Mm -hmm. And I don't have no special uh, after-school program to send Johnny to or I don't have anyone that I can help watch this child. Right. I got to do it myself. So in that being said, if you have a two-year-old Take them into the kitchen with you. Mm. Don't don't have them sit. Yeah. Most two-year-olds can't sit too yeah. long. Ten minutes and you, you really <laughs> don't done. Sit. Yeah, you know. But now you can take them in. And so say if you were preparing beans for dinner, mm -hmm. you could say ten beans, put them on the table, and, and see if they could count them. Yeah. And start counting. And then now can you put them all together and make yeah. it one big pile? So now they're all the beans are together. Yeah. Okay, now... Take them apart again. Yeah, yeah. Or you can have them cut, break lettuce, you know, make help you make a salad. Now mm -hmm. they're feeling proud. Right. They, right. They, cause, and, I'm, and guess what? You're spending time with them. Yeah. That's called quality time. Yes, absolutely. Quality time beats four or five hours of going out to a park, you know, or going to an amusement park. Yeah. But just to talk yeah. or to even read a book. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a long book. Yeah. It could be a book with no words, just pictures. Mm -hmm. What do you see on this page? Mm -hmm. Now you're helping them with their mind. I see the yeah. sun. And is the sun hot or is it cold? Yeah. Just simple questions. You can talk to your children. Because children, uh, I love it. They said once a long time ago, children want your presence, right, not presence. Right, right, You can buy the new shoes. You can buy the, new, the latest name brand this. 
but just spending quality time. Right, right, absolutely. So I say to those young parents or those struggling parents that maybe didn't have a lot of education, don't lose heart Mm -hmm. because this is not over. And thank God for people like Bishop that are going to give some guidance because you're not alone. Number one, God's by your side. Yeah. Always. But number two, you can be the best teacher to your child, reading to them, talking to them, Mm -hmm. and engaging them in things in your house. You may have um, a disc, movie disc. How many movie discs can we count? Can we count five? Can we count ten? Something that you don't have to go buy anything. You can use what you have to turn your home environment into Uh an educational arena of learning. Wow. So sounds like you're saying we've got a university at home and we never recognize hello, it. Hello, hello, hello. And, and, and we have skills within ourselves that we didn't realize. Right there. Every day we work with it. We work with it. We have to measure flour. We have to measure. Mm-hmm. We have to crack eggs. We have to, yes, oh, what, yes. what do you, oh, man, can you imagine? What do you think's inside this egg? Listen. Can you hear it? And if you, <laughs> yes, and if you uh, want to really be adventurous, especially if you have three, four, five-year-olds, yeah. you can take that one egg that you just mentioned, uh-huh. Bishop, and you could put it in a cup and cover it with plain white vinegar uh-huh. and watch that egg evolve over the next five days. The shell is going to be eaten up by the vinegar, and all you're going to have is just the, the, the nucleus itself and the yolk. Are you serious? And then be clear as, clear as just rainwater. Now look at you. You got me, my, my <laughs> mouth is hanging open. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's something that you could do. That's, that's not fair. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm not supposed to have my mouth hanging open. <laughs> but just things of that yeah, nature yeah. that you can supply in your own home. Yeah, yeah. Wow, know? that's awesome. And so you're killing several birds with one stone. You're, you're recognizing these teaching moments. You're educating. You're, yes. you're, you're, you're motivating wonder. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You, oh, man, you're building anticipation of learning. You're teaching that learning is fun. So you got quality time. You, mm-hmm. You're managing the child's behavior. You're managing the child's expectation. Yes. And that's big for a lot of parents. Yes. Managing my child's behavior and managing my child's expectations, especially if mm-hmm. you have more than one child. So, yeah, you're covering. You're killing several birds with one stone there. And you're growing and you're building your own personal relationship. Yes, most important. my mommy said, my daddy said, yeah, yeah. my mommy can do this, yeah. my daddy can do that. And, and, and all of a sudden you realize you got a champion in your own home who uh-huh. sees you as the big giant that yeah. knows everything. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know everything. But you know what? They don't know what you know. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you have a lot more years of experience yeah. and knowledge under your belt. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I yes, would dare yes. say for families that don't have a lot of support, the community, believe it or not, really does have some things out there for you. Child Find mm-hmm. is everywhere. Mm. Child Find is a wonderful uh, organization that helps you if your child seems a little slow, like huh. maybe they're not hearing so good, right, and right. you kind of you, you kind of want to know what's wrong, but you kind of don't because uh-huh. you want to believe that your yeah, baby yeah. is all good. Yeah. But sometimes something is going on, and you're noticing being that first teacher, mm-hmm. you're noticing my baby is a little off on this. Child fine. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can just Google it. You can do. And I okay. mean, it's everywhere. But wow. it's one of the best 
possible free agents that you can call, contact, and set up an assessment. Mm-hmm. So they can they can play little games, but they're seeing that those games are going to say, oh, there's something cognitive kind of off right yeah, here. Yeah. Hearing is a little bit not where it should be. Mm-hmm. Vision is not where it should be. Because right. if you can't see, how can you possibly? Oh, my goodness. You know, so it's a lot of things that go into being that first teacher. Yeah, yeah. That you know your child better than anyone else. Right. So that's child fine. Child fine. And, and I, I, hope that's, I hope that reaches somebody. Because I can imagine there's some parents, some mom, some dad, some single parent out there who has a concern for their child mm-hmm. but has been intimidated by medical costs, by seeing doctors, mm-hmm. uh, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Their child being disadvantaged has intimidated them. Mm-hmm. has put them in a place of fear. And so I hope that reaches somebody. I, I hope that's really good. Yes, So yes. that is Child Find. And you can Google that. Yes, you can. And okay. Child Find can direct you to whatever agencies are collectively mm. in your area. Mm. So you don't have to be trying to go far away. Right. It's something right in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. But the beauty about Child Find and other agencies that are there to help our young children mm-hmm. is that these privileges follow them all the way to age 18, Bishop. Wow. So if they get into first grade and they're still struggling a little bit, you got an a, a agency where they can appoint a, a special teacher, mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. education classes, special right. this. No change out of the parents' pocket. Right. This is free stuff. Right. But it's quality stuff yeah. that will see that child that you thought maybe wow. it's not going to be all that they can be. Mm-hmm. How about become the next senator, the next yeah, physician? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the next EMT. Yeah. Any, the, the sky is the limit yeah. because we as early childhood educators, mm-hmm. uh, first teachers, recognize the need wow. and acknowledge the need and uh-huh. get the help that we need. Oh, my goodness. Sister Robinson, we got to do part two. We got. To, will you come back and see me? We're all out of time. I got to cut this right now. Listen, you've been listening to Marriage and Family Clinic. My special guest, Sister uh, Esther Robinson, the uh, uh, director of Kadena Air Base's Child Development Center. We're coming back for part two uh, next week or the week following, sometime soon. But listen, if you want to hear this again, remember just search Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic there. I'm all out of time, and I've got to get out of here. But always remember. Remember, you cannot have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. We're out.